Welcome to the Pre-PT Grind Podcast. Before we begin this episode, we would like to thank you for choosing to invest time and knowledge into yourself as a pre-PT and future physical therapist. This episode has been sponsored by our new Acceptance Navigator series, which is a free four-part video pre-PT series where we teach you exactly how to dominate as an applicant by learning the new way to PT school acceptance. Learn how to finally get into the driver's seat as a pre-PT and not leave your acceptance to chance by shooting in the dark and hoping for the best as an applicant. This series is the most value we have ever given away and it's free at www.acceptancenavigator.com. That's www.acceptancenavigator.com. Don't miss out on your chance to get in the driver's seat of your acceptance. Now, sit back, relax, and enjoy the rest of the podcast episode. For those of y'all that are new to pre-PT grind, man, like, I don't know what to tell y'all. Like, this is the place to be. If you are pre-PT trying to get into PT school, you have found the right place. My name is Joseph. I'm one of the co-founders of pre-PT grind, where it's our job to help you get into PT school without wasting time or money. And I'm excited because this is my favorite series that we do called the pre-PT inspire series. And what it is, is we bring students from our accepted system coaching program who have already gotten into PT school and we literally have them tell you their story, good, bad, and ugly. And the reason for that is because they've already gotten in. And most of you are following us because you either are considering physical therapy or you're literally like, hey, I want this badly and I need to figure this thing out because I have a low GP, I have low GRE score, I got all these different things. And so because of that, we want to make sure that you guys are put in the best position possible, but we also want you to be real about what's going on. And a lot of times when we're doubting and we're scared, we're afraid of rejection or G- or we've been told by somebody else, hey, you might not get into PT school. Well, the honest truth is those things are typically lies. So that's why you're here. But, but I want you to hear that these students that also got into PT school, these students that got to the dream that you're aiming for, they also had the same frustrations. They had the same fears as you and they still did it. So you're going to hear how they did it. This is episode 21. If you've missed the other episodes, y'all been missing out. So you might want to go back in time and just listen to all of them. But you're in for a treat. Colin, how you feeling, man? Feeling pretty good. Let's go. Let's go. I'm excited. All right. Let's have some fun. All right. So Colin, for the people prior to us starting, is there something you would like the people to know about you, who you are, what you like to do? Is there any like little intro we can get from Colin? Yeah, we can get a little background. So my name is Colin Cottrell. I'm from Orville, Ohio. Went to high school at Smithville, a small rural town. Decided to go to Capital University in Columbus, five minutes from Ohio State, right down the road. Went in as biology pre-PT major. Changed within the first two days to athletic training. Just felt right. Wanted to be on the sports medicine team. Wanted to be a health professional right out of the gate once I graduated. And just wanted to really dive into clinical experience within my first couple of years in school. And I think that helped me tremendously. Going to be sitting for my BOC because I got pushed back to become a certified athletic trainer within the next couple of weeks. So that's exciting. And I'll be starting a PT school at Walsh University in the fall, August 26th. So. I love it. I love it, man. Let's start from the beginning now. Let's dive deep. So 
first question is, is Colin, take us to the moment that you decided that you wanted to be a physical therapist. What was that process like? And what was the final moment where you were like, hey, this is why I want to be a PT. Tell us about that. So it was probably pretty much early on, even like back to like middle school, I tore my ACL in like eighth grade, ACL and meniscus. So I've always kind of been in that rehab setting, but it wasn't, I've always wanted to be in the healthcare field more so because both my sisters are nurses, my aunt's a nurse, my, one of my uncles is a podiatrist. So like I wanted to be in the healthcare field no matter what, just my route was a little different. I loved sports growing up, avid fan of football, basketball, and baseball, played those in high school. So I've always kind of wanted to deal with the sports side of stuff. So that's why physical therapy really attracted me with the outpatient. Um, I got that one-on-one time that I really needed. And then going into like my student career and into a professional career, just a PT, I was sold as a rewarding profession, uh, no matter the setting, endless opportunities within it. And then just making an impact on the patient's life, being a part of their story. It's not my story to tell, it's their story. If I can change one person's life, that's kind of what I've always like set my mindset at, set my goals at, and I hope to achieve that someday. So I love it. I love it, man. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. For those of y'all that are watching, I mean, it, it might be a good idea to always remind yourself of why you're doing this in the first place. You know what I mean? Like it's sometimes we forget because it's lost in all the other stuff, right? Obviously the, like all the things we have to take care of, you know, prior to, you know, June and July and August and so on and so forth. But also when we're freaking out, you know, like a lot of times we forget why we're doing this. And it's one of those powerful things to anchor you back to just, just to center you and, and allow you to remember, like, why am I fighting this battle anymore, right? Regardless of what my grades are and all that stuff. But for you, Colin, um, tell us, tell us now, like, this is probably my favorite question out of these interviews, right? Out of the last, like, this is episode 21, <laughs> the last 20, that this has been my favorite question because a lot of students don't typically hear this part. A lot of students are used to hearing either the really bad and just defeating stories, or they're used to hearing like really good and kind of fluffy stories, right? Like it's very easy for a student to get accepted into PT school and just say, hey, just work hard, you got it, no worries, right? But we discredit all the feelings that you had, all the doubt that that person had, and all the ups and downs. So for you, I think for the listeners, this is the most valued question. So for you, man, like we already know you got to PT school. We'll get to how you did it. But for you, what was your biggest struggle? Like what was your biggest roadblock? What were your biggest fears ultimately getting accepted into PT school? The number one right off the bat, and I think this is everybody, is it's fear of rejection, constant anxiety. I'm a pretty like goal-motivated, driven person, ton of ton of ambition, but that fear of rejection, it just hangs over you, and it's pretty crazy, but that's like top, that's pretty broad, so like my biggest fears about the whole application process was my GRE was average, 300, twice actually, same score pretty much, just flipped the verbal and quantitative, same writing. So that was pretty defeating, but I mean, that's an average score. So that obviously scared me, but one of my biggest, right. I thought I had a pretty good application, but then I always just like went down and like self-doubted myself because of a couple of red flags. One of the biggest red flags I have was I've had very good professors, very good advisors, um, always leading me in the right direction. 
but I didn't really do research going into a summer class one time. And I was working like 60 hour weeks in the summer. I'm trying to make money. 50 to 60 hour weeks. And this night class is only eight weeks long. Monday night, Tuesday night, Thursday night, calculus. And I didn't take like calculus in high school or anything either. So it was my first time with calculus. I just got out of trig at the, in the spring. Trig was pretty easy. So I'm like, oh, I can do this class in eight weeks. No problem. So it was pretty tough learning a whole new subject, not being able to use a calculator during the tests and stuff like that. And just like that whole summer, which there was a lot going on, like personally and everything like that, family related. So all in all, got A's on the first two tests pretty much. Did decent on the third test. Those were the only grades too, four tests. Decent on the third test and then kind of bombed the final, not going to lie. And it was weighted so strange. Like I've never seen a weighted curve like this. But I got in the syllabus, so like it's all on me pretty much. Ended up getting a D plus in that class. So all in all, I was like, oh, I didn't pass the class. I'm going to have to take it in the fall. Then when I got back to the fall, I realized that grade since I took post-secondary in high school. So this was at Akron University at Capital University. I didn't realize that that grade was going, I was going to have to send that to future PT schools. I did not know that. So that was one of my biggest fears. And I was like calling Akron, like, hey, can I get, can I get this way? Like doing anything in my power that I could do. And ultimately I had to send it to PTCast last summer. So that was pretty bad. Even though I got like a B plus physics one and physics two, and I retook the Calc at Capital and got a good grade, like that still was one of my biggest red flags to me and it scared the crap out of me. I remember reaching out to you guys and you were like, ultimately, like you got to put on, like they're going to say like yes or no to you. And just you guys getting me over the hurdle of that kind of really laid the brickwork pretty much. Yeah, man. Like, like it's tough when, when that happens, when you feel like you put in a whole lot of work, things just kind of didn't go your way. Right. You know, and you just, it's almost like you felt like you were gypped that semester. You know, obviously one of the things that you've learned is that, you know, obviously you can only control what you can control. Right. And, you know, wasting your energy on things you can't control. It's like, all right, you know, but it sounds like your, your big fears going into the application were one, you had a fear of being average. So, so, so you actually said that word several times. You had a fear of being average where it sounds like you were afraid of being lost in the mix, right? You know, obviously with the GRE score, obviously that, that class played into now you feeling a little bit below average. And it's just thoughts that we have, like we're all human yeah. beings, right? So these are real thoughts that we have when we're applying and things just aren't going our way. So, so that, and I think it was just also the, the common fear of rejection. It's like, well, because I feel average, what if I just apply, get lost in the mix, and then everything just kind of goes to crap, right? And now I have to do it all over again. It was just that fear, and it just built up leading up to the application cycle. So did that sound pretty accurate to, to a lot yeah, of Yeah, and it's just like pretty much, I'm just like my hardest critic. I put myself on a pedestal, and even like yeah. Casey, one of you guys posted something on the Instagram about like, like when you fear, that's when you start like shying away from everything, like you put stuff off and like, that's what I just felt like with the GRE. And I felt like, I mean, I got my application in like pretty early, but I was still like, is this good enough? Is this good enough? It's just that constant questioning yourself and that constant self doubt. Yeah. And like, that's someone who I've never been. I'm in a deep sea, all this self doubt. And like, I'm a pretty confident person, but when you're 
dealing with, it's just like a whole new spectrum. Like whole no one prepares you for it either, except like you guys. So <laughs> like I love my advisors to death and stuff, but it's like you kind of get thrown into a deep end. Yeah, you can always email them, answer them questions, but ultimately they're not. I mean, mine was pre-PT, so they're not PT. They know about the whole system. They've had students that go through it, yeah. but that's what I really found with you guys is that whole support system. Yeah, I love it, man. You know, I'm not sure which post you're referring to, but but one thing that we say a lot is what you focus on expands, right? And for a lot of you listening right now, please, if y'all got to write that down somewhere, you know, it'll help you a lot. Like what you focus on expands. If I'm focusing on the worst possible scenario, it will expand. Like it will be part of how I feel. Like haven't y'all ever gotten like so anxious that it actually affects like your health? Am I the only one <laughs> like where, where you've gotten so terrified that it actually affects how you feel? Like, like your, your motivation goes down, your energy level goes down. You don't want to do anything. You, you disconnect yourself from everything that could potentially help you or, you know, you don't even want to look at your GRE. You don't want to look at it. Well, yeah, like what you focus on expands. Like when we're focusing on, on the worst possible scenario, it expands. Like it, it turns into reality. Like, so now obviously if we focus on, you know, best case scenario, then our actions reflect it, right? And so that's a lot of what you were battling. So, so for you, man, like you ultimately did reach out to us. Like what led you to reach out to us? Like what led you to, search for non-traditional coaching with our program, man. So actually I was sitting in pharmacology one day about to take our final last spring, 2019 spring. I think it was my last final too. And one of the seniors, so I was a junior, it was junior and senior class for the athletic training students. And one of the seniors actually just got into Andrews University. So she just completed her first year, but she told me another student that uh, follows this about you guys she told us to find you on Facebook like she literally showed us the Facebook right there and she's like this helped me out tremendously give it a look so like I followed it before class and then took my final and then right after class I like just started scrolling and there's just like endless questions from like people all across the United States and just like you'd see you and Casey reply 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 so I was a fan of it um, the whole summer, kept saving posts. I still have all the saved posts from even back in like last June and May. Then I really started, PTCast really started like creeping up and I was starting to get my game plan down, still in the deep water. But I reached out to PrePT Grind on Messenger, um, paragraph questions, paragraph, paragraph about the Akron uh, class thing, about the jury, about observation hours just like paragraph questions answered like in 24 hours, but definitely in like five hours. Um, and it's like, I got to the point where I asked like probably four or five, like really long questions, um, kept getting voice replies to you. And then I remember, I forget this post like direct thing too, but it was like Casey saying every year, like you don't get accepted or something you're losing out on like so much. I think it was like the average PT salary or something. And I was like, man, that really like hit me in the heart. And I was like, I gotta do this. Like you got to, and it's like not even that expensive, but you got to like spend money to like get more gain. And that's what this whole scheme was, the whole PT school um, thing was. So I messaged a uh, pre-PT grind. I think it was Casey. And it was 
June 3rd, I remember. It was right before, uh, or July 3rd, right before July 4th. And he's like, can you talk tonight? And I was like, yeah. So I was still like on the fence, a little back and forth. But when Casey talked to me for 35 minutes the night before a national holiday, um, it wasn't just me asking him questions like, how can you help me? It was him like directly hitting me with like, what can we do for you? What do you want out of this? And it's just like, all right, I'm in. Like, I'm in. So just, I wanted to find you guys because I wanted to find a way to navigate like PTCast interviews, um, visits, et cetera. Um, and just being able to leverage you guys over the past couple a month, almost a year now has been amazing. That's amazing, bro. Uh, it's crazy. It's not not far from this time last year, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so when you were getting ready to apply and what you said that was amazing. Um, it's like, sometimes we don't realize the cost of us not knowing things like, man, I wasn't going to do this, but you mentioned it. So, so Khan, I got to do it to the people. So for, for those of y'all listening, like, like many times we don't consider the cost of not knowing. Most of us are so, uh, we've been so acclimated or so accustomed to doing things the way we've always been taught, which is, hey, just shoot for it. If it's meant to be, it's meant to be, which is true, which is true. But we do it with like so much guesswork thinking that it's the smartest thing. Like I was talking to someone today on the phone and they were like, hey, listen, Joseph, like y'all, I get these calls all the time. But today, another person was like, Joseph, like you're telling me the exact opposite <laughs> of what my advisor told me. My advisor told me that the smartest thing for me to do is to apply to a whole bunch of programs because you never know. And, and I was like, man, like, I don't, <sighs> like, it's not how it works. It's not how it works. So I told him, I was like, well, okay, so this is how much you're, you're, you're paying to apply to your 17 or 20 schools or whatever, right? Cool. All right. So, so now you're telling me that when you apply to those schools that he had already applied and it didn't work, go figure. So, so, so now what you're telling me is this is the amount of money you're paying for all those schools. And then like, you're guessing. So you're pretty much saying, let me put out the best application I got because that's what everybody does. Nobody ever focuses on tailoring their application to the specific school they're applying to, which is how it really works. I mean, I'm just telling you, see, 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 see Colin knows, yeah. but, but, but we spend so much time trying to become this perfect applicant that does not exist. The perfect applicant does, does not exist. We spend so much energy trying to become that person, right? And as we do that, we completely mess ourselves up because it's always like a battle of, okay, I got to get like more hours. I got to get more of this. I got to get more of that. And I really don't know who's going to pick me. So let me just apply to like 15 or 20 schools. And then we get so distraught when we don't get accepted. Really like that's, that's a guesswork application. And the problem is that 97% of pre-PTs apply like that. Can you get in like that? Oh uh, yeah, of course you can. You, you can get, I could toss a coin and it could land on heads, but it's a crapshoot. It doesn't actually give you control. So now what's the real cost? The real cost is the amount of money I got to spend on all those extra schools that I really didn't have to. The, the, the cost is also like the cost of not knowing how to leverage my application, the cost of not knowing how to have a streamlined approach, 
the, the cost is potentially a year of not getting paid as a physical therapist if I got rejected this next cycle. So what's that? We got 70,000 plus another 1,500. Come on now. Like, what's the real cost? And are you willing to make that? Like, are you willing to like guess for that? And y'all, I say this all the time, but the saddest thing is when I see students giving up on their dream of becoming physical therapists because they've been playing this guessing game that our advisors have unfortunately taught us how to play. And they keep getting caught in the trap. And they just ask themselves, what if I'm not like, like, am I not like ready? Am I not qualified? Like, am I just not smart enough? Man, I'm telling you, like, these are probably some of the, 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 the hardest conversations I have with students. It's like, Joseph, I really don't feel qualified anymore. I don't feel like I can handle it anymore. Does that make sense? Does that make sense? All right, so, so Colin, before we transition to the next question, I wanted them to hear that. For you, when you were in the accepted system, man, like what, like what helped, what, what was the biggest thing that you took away from it? What was, how did it help you solve your, your, your problem of fear of rejection, your, your problem of feeling average as an applicant? Because those are the things that you mentioned at the beginning of this interview. How did the accepted system specifically help you navigate those things, man? the support, inspiration, self-confidence that I regained from really being in it, motivation, and just like the strategy and planning for the whole application process. And even like, not even after like the application opened up, but even through like all the way till I got my number one offer in February, like just the constant endless resources, endless videos, endless um, resume builders, cover letter builders, essay builders, like just, that was one of my biggest things too like that was huge I would just send my essay over to you on Google and it would be edited within the end of the day and it was just uh you guys I never really tried to brag about myself but you showed me how to brag about myself without really brag about it bragging about myself and that was like pretty important you taught me how to share my story um without bragging and you just got you guys helped me tremendously and can't ever thank you enough extremely blessed to be a part of it so man you've been amazing bro um and it's been an honor to have you in the group uh and for those y'all that are watching if, if you guys want to start taking control and do some of the things that colin was talking about like getting to the point where he is not he's right after i say this he's about to talk about the day he got accepted into pt school and but but if you guys are looking for a way to have some sense of control go to www acceptancenavigator.com. Casey and I did a free four-part series where we teach you how to do this, like how to unlearn a lot of the stuff that you've been taught by your advisor, but how to take control of the app of your application process as a student, because most of us don't have control of it. Most of us feel like we're just kind of like shooting it in the dark and just hoping for the best. And so if you want access to that, somebody put that in the comments, www.acceptancenavigator.com go there, start learning, uh, and then hit us up afterwards and we can schedule you guys for a call. So Colin, tell us about the day you got accepted into PT school, man. After going through all that stuff, this is, this is a really cool part, man, because this is where it finally paid off. This is where after all the things you were feeling before, now you're like, yo, it actually happened. Like regardless of that class that I got, you know, bombed the final and all those fears that I had of, you know, being average as an applicant, like all the, all the second guessing that I had, I finally got into PT school. What was that day like? Could you describe it to us? So the first one was actually back in November. I interviewed on Friday. And I remember being at the interview, there was like 70 people. 
I'm just like, oh my gosh. But they told us that we would know on Monday, like quick turnaround pretty much. So I was like trying to follow your guys' things, like sending emails, like on the drive home after it, getting a letter, letter in the mail, like as quick as possible. But the whole acceptance that day, I was waiting around for it all day. I was on campus. I actually just got back home and the email came in and it was like, hey, you've been like accepted in the first line. You've been accepted, like congratulations. And one of my roommates, one of my best friends was there. And so obviously she was the first one I told she was happy for me. I kind of just like sat down against her door, like just I stand straight upright and I just kind of like fell right down to, I was just like, amazed this is crazy like it was again that self-doubt came up like one in 70 right there at an interview on friday and they chose me it's pretty special and then the whole i called my girlfriend and the best part was being able to call my mom or anyone listening anyone who's been there for you since day one so calling my mom and telling her i was going to be a doctor pretty much gives me chills to this day but my number one school in february this is a pretty crazy one, too. I interviewed on a Friday again. They told us we'd know in two weeks. So I actually knew a couple of people at this interview. So two weeks goes by, and it's Friday. It's like midday. It's like 2 o'clock. And I get a text, and it's like, have you found out yet? And she went to school at Ohio U, and a bunch of people were from Ohio U that, to that interview. And she's like, we all got emails that uh, we were waitlisted. And I was like, oh, geez, I haven't got one yet. Um but then I didn't get one the rest of the day. And I was like freaking out. And then like Saturday, Sunday, obviously went by Monday, Tuesday. I'm like still freaking out. Went on to forums, found a four Ohio PT school forum online, like searching stuff. And people were like, yeah, wait, all the wait lists went out Friday. And then I realized, I was like, well, where's my acceptance or denial on Monday or Tuesday? Like one or the other, like it has to be. And then Walsh University, who I got accepted to, they were actually on President's Day. They had off Monday and Tuesday. So I'm like, okay, I'm not going to get anything to Wednesday. But I actually got it that Tuesday. Super happy, pretty close to home. So I'm going to commute. Both my sisters are expecting. So I get to stay close to um, my nephews. And it's just a pretty exciting experience to get into your number one school. Man, that's amazing. That's amazing. Oh, like, Oh my goodness. What both of them outside of just how it happened, like what, what did those moments really mean to you? The, the moment you kind of said it a little bit when you're talking about talking to your mom and, you know, loved ones and, and tell them that you're going to be a doctor now and things like that. Like, how would you describe that moment overall? If you were like, man, this is really what it meant to me. You know, obviously it was amazing. It was got chills and everything, but, but what, like when it finally hit you, because Bro, for me, it didn't hit me for about seven days, right? <laughs> like, you know, you know, it's kind of like walking on water for a few days. You're just excited. And then it finally hits you. And you're like, yo, like, like we're good. <laughs> like, we got in, right? Like, what did that actually mean to you, man? So I even talked to you later that day. It's just like the whole weight list lifted off your shoulders. Like, I felt like I was carrying a backpack with, like, all these weights, stuff in them. And then, like, right when you get that email, it just, like, drops. And you're like free like you can stand up fix your posture like it's just like your future set all your hard work paid off and then it's just like just thinking like even farther in the future like i can't wait to 
be able to treat my first patient. That's the whole big thing because it's all about them. That's the reason we do what we do, but, and that's what I'm most excited for. But yeah, there's no feeling like it. And then you're just in the driver's seat. I actually got accepted into two, two different schools after that. That's kind of crazy because I called right away because I was like, I want people, like I was on a bunch of wait lists. So I called them right away and I was like, I already know this is my number one school. I'm not going to play around. So I called them and wanted to be taken off their wait list and they must have forgot because they called me later after that. It's like, you're accepted. So that was like good to hear. But I'm like, like one time I was at Chipotle and I actually got an acceptance call and I was like, this is crazy. But yeah, you're in the driver's seat and it feels nice. Oh, heck yeah. Heck yeah, bro. Uh, oh my gosh, man. What are your parting words? So you, you've talked to us tonight, going from the point where you just said, hey, like, this is what I want to do to feeling even last year, you know, like just, just a lot of doubt and like second guessing yourself and like, bro, and that doubt was, was, was kind of part of, you know, your, your application in different ways, you know, even being in a, you know, at a place where you're being interviewed with 70 other people. It's just like all those thoughts that we just typically just visit us, man, having gone through that, getting multiple acceptances, like telling the schools, take me off the list. And they're still giving you acceptance letters, man. Like going from like point A to where you are now, man. What is some advice? Like speak to students right now who are where you were last year. There, there's a lot of students that are listening right now um, that, that are going to be applying this year. Some are not. Some will be applying later. Some are still trying to figure it out whether they want to do PT or not. But for the ones that are applying right now that are feeling a lot of the things you felt last year, what would you say to them, man? Like what are some words of wisdom now looking back that, that you would have loved to hear yourself a year ago? find your why and go on and never be satisfied it's all about the patient so getting them back to functioning um like they want to getting them back to doing what they love that's exactly why we can't lose that's exactly why we have to try our hardest be determined have that next lever drive just to get to that or if you want to change some things in your life you got to start making some big changes around you and take responsibility for your life and just put it on the right track never be satisfied i love that I love that. Know your why. Take responsibility. Never be satisfied. Know your why. Please, if you guys are forgetting why you're doing what you're doing, man, like, let's not put it lightly. Being a pre-PT, being a student, applying to PT school, this whole process is not easy. It never has been. It never will be. Retaking classes is not easy semesters it's not easy the gre it's not easy if you're looking for an easy way out we're not the guys for that i'm just letting you know this is how it works it's it's, it's not pt school is not easy shoot <laughs> like let, like so okay so so if it's not easy well the biggest thing that gets you through is understanding why the heck you're doing like when you're having to like work a little extra when you're having to lock in a little harder when you're having to push yourself a little bit further than you think you can go man like it's your reason that pushes you I can't push you. I mean, I can get hyped, Colin, but, but, but I can't push you past that. Like Colin, Colin's story can't push you if you don't know yours. So know your why. Know your why, know your why. That's, that's a major piece. Take it. Do not settle ever. Please take responsibility. A lot of us spend a lot of energy blaming other people. We can spend all day blaming your advisor. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like we tell y'all what your advisor is telling you wrong. But I'm not telling you to blame them. I mean, they did what they thought was best. Might have not been the right thing for you to hear, but hey. So, so don't blame other people. Do not sit blaming your professors. Do, do not say, hey, my professor was terrible. That's why I'm not getting into PT school. Well, your, your professor might have been terrible, but why are you not taking ownership? 
once you can take ownership of your journey, then every action that you take, you'll start realizing that only you have the ability to take it. Students that spend so much energy blaming everybody else do nothing. They do zilch because like all their energy powers spent pointing fingers. My advisor this, that school that, you know, Corona this. Like y'all listen, the, the students that win know how to take ownership and they know how to find results where like, they're like, hey, listen, check it out, Kyle, check it out. Everything seems to be against me right now. Financially, things are bad. Right now, uh, coronavirus has pretty much put us in a bad position. My, my teacher's this, my retakes, okay, cool. I need to take ownership of it. So what can I do? Who do I need to find? Who do I need to get guidance from? What do I need to do? What do I need to change in my life? Who do I need to stop associating with? You are the piece. You are the piece. So when y'all start taking ownership of that, things do change. If you're not willing to take ownership of it, well, I mean, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I really don't. Because we all have a story, but, but if we're spending so much time pointing backwards and at all the things that have gone wrong and pointing at other people, man, listen, people will do you bad, people will do you good. I mean, it's just how the world works. When you can take ownership, man, then your actions will change. The choices you start to make will change. And you will now start making massive, massive, massive strides towards this beautiful profession that you have fallen in love with, that Colin has fallen in love with, that I have fallen in love with, and, and you will become colleagues of us and become physical therapists. Well, PT students, not physical therapists, but man, like that's, that's the most amazing part of this whole thing. And then you'll be able to use your story and your process and your frustrations to then inspire other people behind you and tell them, hey, this was my story. Maybe you'll be here like Colin. This is my story. These were the things that held me back or I thought they were holding me back, but check it out. I still made it. You can too. So hopefully this inspired you. Welcome once again to episode 21 of the Pre-PT Inspire series. Uh, much love. Colin, thank you so much, man. Appreciate your time. Thank you for sharing your story. For those of y'all that are listening, much love to every single one of y'all. Deuces. What is up, guys? You've been listening to the Pre-PT Grind podcast, where we don't just help you get into PT school, but our mission is to make you the best physical therapist you can possibly be. And I have a quick question for you. Did you enjoy this episode? And if you did, I want to ask a huge favor. See, the biggest thing that helps this podcast grow and that will spread our message of helping pre-PTs get into physical therapy school without wasting time and money is if you rate, review, and subscribe to the Pre-PT Grind podcast. What this basically does is tell the platforms out there that we're on is that you like our stuff, that we're doing something right, and that we're bringing value to you all, our audience. So if you could take about three seconds out of your day to rate, review, and subscribe to the Pre-PT Grind podcast and tell your friends about Pre-PT Grind, we would be forever, forever grateful to all of you. So thank you again for listening to another episode of the Pre-PT Grind podcast. We will see you on the next one.